You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Welcome, Military Millionaires. I am your host, Alex Felice, and I'm joined by our favorite mustachioed Marine, David Perret. Our guest today is the host of the Beyond Homo Sapien podcast, where he discusses human evolution and overcoming our limiting beliefs. He is a prior service army guy. He's an entrepreneur. He's excited to have an insanely hyped show with us right now. Let me introduce you to Paul Tokazulu. Welcome, Paul. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for, thanks for that. I appreciate it. That was a good one. I felt like that was yeah. a UFC or something. I'm never going to get to do an intro again. Like I'm just dope. slowly getting rooted out of my own. <laughs> Put on the credits. Dave started. Damn. Where is he? <laughs> Paul, what, what, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me here. So um, I joined the Army back in 2014 as a military police officer. I got out of ROTC and thought I had a ton of answers. And then I got to the big Army, realized I had no answers. And I was just some second, and I got stuck at a staff position for about a year and a half. And, um, and honestly, uh, it was not what I was expecting. And um, the military is great. Overall, like great experience. I got stationed in Germany, which was awesome. And um, ultimately, like one of the greatest personal growth experiences I've ever had by far. Um, but ultimately not for me. And um, I started to have a lot of mental health issues while I was over there. Like, um, I just could not stand being in an office. Like this whole staff thing was just not for me. Like putting together, I was working, you guys are in the military, so you know, I was, I was working in a S3, Brigade S3 shop for uh, managing like, you know, a couple thousand soldiers. And we were, I was just writing op orders 24 seven, doing PowerPoints 24 seven, briefing colonels 24 seven, not 24 seven, but you understand, not twenty four seven. I they did they did allow me to go home. I just want to be clear on that. But uh, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. And um, it just I was like, holy shit! I was like, what did I get myself into? I was like, it was like that for the first year and a half. And the whole time they were all like, well, who put you here? They're like, you should be a platoon leader. They're like, who who? How did you get at this job? Like. No one in my chain of command could understand how I even like showed up. <laughs> and that was the story of my military career, honestly, was like everyone was just always uh, surprised. My whole career was like just uh, HRC didn't like me. I don't know. I was cursed. I just uh, I don't. But ultimately, I felt like a victim for a long time. I felt like the military tricked me. ROTC tricked me. You know, this isn't what I signed up for. I thought it was going to be different. And I was having a lot of mental health issues. I was having a lot of anxiety. I was having panic attacks every day because I just, I felt trapped. You know, I was like, man, I just can't get out of this, this sort of thing. And then it didn't click for me until I took control and I changed my perspective. And I saw like, no, this is, this is what I signed up for. This is what I need to do. Um, and ultimately, this is to serve me. This is in my highest good. There's something here that I'm supposed to learn. There's some lesson here that I'm missing. You know, I had to, I switched that whole perspective with the help of kind of getting into hermetic philosophy and getting into different, um, different spiritual practices and things like that, um, that I was kind of diving into. And then I got into entrepreneurship and I found podcasting. And then it kind of clicked for me. I was like, no, I'm supposed to be getting into podcasting and, and marketing and setting myself up for when I get out of the army 
And this is my, this is like my training time. This is when I get to have my bills paid and I can make all these mistakes in the business and I can learn, you know? So that switch in perspective is really kind of what did it for me. So that's what I'm passionate about a lot these days is talking about that. And, um, and I think that that's where a lot of people are right now in 2020. There's a lot of people who are just feel like a victim, right? They feel like this whole thing is happening to them, but it's not, <laughs> it's just in your head. <laughs> Can I sum that whole thing up? Because I love that story. But Thanks, and I man. think a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people in our field go through this. And I think it comes down to self-responsibility. And it's something that we aren't good as a culture about promoting. You know, everybody, like you said, is a victim. They're all entitled, right? Yeah. Can't lose nothing, nothing bad. And if it happens to you, it's not fair. And well, the world shouldn't be unfair. And, um, and I, I like that you just you, I mean, I'm summarizing for you, but that's basically what I heard was a guy. Who well, I appreciate said, it. Yeah, exactly. It's all about that. I think that's where we're at right now. Uh, collectively as a species, you know, my podcast I started is about human evolution, kind of where this is all going. And I think that's what's happening is right now we're at a time where we're, we have all this stuff that's coming to light, you know, whether you're on the right or the left, there's, there's fishy stuff happening. Uh, no matter how you look at it, <laughs> you know, there's something fishy going on. And it's all about saying, hey, no, we're the ones who elected these people. We're the ones who voted, you know, who established this government, right? It's supposed to be a representative government. Or if you're in the military, like we're the ones who joined the military, right? Like we're the ones who signed up. They didn't fucking point a gun at us and say, you got to sign up. Like, you, you know what I mean? So it's, it's all about that being like, no, I'm, this is the situation we're in. We're the ones who voted these people into power. If we don't like it, guess what? We're going to have to research better candidates and vote accordingly. <laughs> you know, things like that, you know? And it's, it's, that's what people are missing. They're like, they're just victim mode, straight victim well, what about, mode. So what about maybe a little more micro than that, right? Because, yeah. um, because well, I, I, I understand your position, but maybe we can make, maybe we can get an example that doesn't infuriate me so much. Uh, yeah. What about people's personal lives, right? Like people are fussed up, they're fussing about their financial situation and they expect oh, for sure. maybe the government to fix it. What about that? I don't like that mentality too much. Like here's my view on, on that kind of stuff is um, I don't think the government should have, I'm, I'm very like libertarian in a lot of my beliefs these days. It's like, I'm not a big fan of the government dishing out money in general. Um, however, I'm also not a fan of them giving you and me 1200 bucks and the bankers on Wall Street trillions. And then we pay for that money through inflation over time. We're not gonna see that, but it's still a tax, right? If the price of goods goes up 10% because of this giant bailout we gave, that's a 10% tax on you and me. So I'm not, I guess what I'm getting at is like, if you're gonna give money, if you're gonna do something like that, make it a lot more equal than it is right now, or, don't give money, <laughs> you know, one of the two, <laughs> like it, what, what we have right the, now is backwards. It's, it doesn't make sense. Well, besides what they do, right. What about my, my, I guess my angle with you, which I liked was um, what you're saying was personal responsibility. Right. This is the situation we're in. I don't agree with it. Yeah. But what am, what am I going to do for myself? Oh, for sure. So again, I'm big on starting a business. Entrepreneurship is, is huge right now. It's really easy to get started starting a company of some variety. And now does that mean like, does that mean that every starting a business is not a get rich quick scheme as obviously you guys are sure know. However, there's a lot of entrepreneurial things that you can do. You can sell on eBay. You can sell on Facebook marketplace. I've this whole quarantine time. I've paid so many bills with eBay and Facebook marketplace. It's big eBay's popping. 
right now, honestly. Like if you have shit around your house and you're that you're not using and you're short on cash and you're not selling it on eBay, like you're missing out. <laughs> like, uh, like, especially if you got old gym equipment, that stuff is like, is flying. Anything that's out of stock on Amazon, if you have that, like this, this webcam that I'm using, I had two of these webcams for some reason, cause I had a backup and then they're all out of stock on Amazon. I sold it for like double what I got it for brand new. So I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like, okay, like, yeah, we, you know, it's hard to start a business. It's hard to do X, Y, Z. You might not be an expert digital marketer day one for sure, but, but there's so many things <laughs> we could do. Like you can teach online. You can, you can, um, you can, uh, what's, what's it called? Um, you can be a virtual assistant. Um, you can do like out, you know, there's a lot of like menial work you can do online, like kind of boring hourly sort of stuff, but it can help. Like there's a lot of kind of these more, you got to open your mind is what I'm saying. You know, you got to think a little outside the box and be like, okay, what's a entrepreneurial way we can, we can help each other right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just curious if David wanted to talk this podcast or he just wants me to run the show. I don't know. You guys are having fun. I'm, I'm over here listening and I'm just waiting to be able to say like, all right, so what about psychedelics? Ah. But I, don't know if we're there, I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> he, said, he said ethnogenic research. That's what that means, right? Ethnogenic research. I like that. <laughs> Eth- isn't that what you call the ethnogenic? Um, uh, what'd you call it? Isn't that what it, isn't that what it is? I, if you're asking me, I don't know what that no, word is. No, Paul, isn't that what you oh, said earlier? Like- you said I, got, I got into ethnogenic um, uh, spirituality or something like that. Oh, no. Hermetic philosophy. Hermetic yeah. philosophy. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's, uh, I Googled yeah. it while he was talking. <laughs> It's an obscure one. A lot of people may not isn't have heard the, um, of it. From the, the Renaissance. Isn't the Kybalion, that book about Hermetic Yeah, philosophy? the Kybalion. That's one of the more, uh, well, the Kybalion is honestly more of a new thought book, but it's inspired by Hermeticism. True Hermetic philosophy comes from the Hermetic Corpus, which comes from, uh, from Rome, is when that's dated back to. So um, what is a like, brief, like 5,000 view overview <laughs> of Hermetic philosophy? Uh, it allegedly is the ancient tradition of Greece and Egypt and the ancient mystery schools of the world, the ancient kind of initiatory priesthoods or secret societies or whatever you want to call it. And this teaching, this philosophy was brought back from the Crusades to Florence during the Renaissance and Cosimo Medici, um, he, he put a whole, or uh, I forget if it was Cosimo, it might've been his father, uh, the, the patriarch of the, of the Medici family at the time put a hold on translating Plato, which they were currently working on at the time because they had heard about hermeticism and hermetic philosophy. They said, we, we got to translate that. We got to figure out what that's all about. And then they got really into it and it became very widely published and widely you know, consumed to a degree in Florence during the Renaissance. And that was a catalyst for a lot of these kind of ideas. And then that kind of bled over into uh, you know, Christianity over time. Um, and these days it's kind of come back in the form of this law of attraction teaching, like this whole idea around like the secret and all that kind of stuff. That's all hermeticism. That's hmm. all, it's all a, it's all a uh, I don't want to say a skewed version, but it's a, I don't know, a baby yeah, version of it. <laughs> I think um, we live in such a, we live in such a shallow materialist world where everybody's i don't want to say everybody's miserable but like have you seen the suicide rates there's no reason that yeah. we cured so many diseases and 
starvation and then yeah. people are offing themselves so so much and so i think um the rise of you know i read more philosophy than well most people but i read i read more now than ever and uh, a lot of it is like you know it's not that there's ancient it's not that there's answers some secret answers in old philosophy yeah. it's just that they're 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 actually really interesting um useful answers that people just you know they don't want to hear it right take self-responsibility yep. like that's old testament 101 right take self-responsibility for yourself life's unfair yeah and so and, uh, i love it no i'm sorry i cut you off it's good okay point. so david david said psychedelics <laughs> yes i don't know what we're talking about with that i just know that that was brought up as a topic that we could discuss and I don't know the first well, damn thing. So I was a homeschooled weirdo in high school. Oh, me too. I was homeschooled as well. Oh, look at that. Alex, yeah. you're the weirdo now. You're the weirdo. Dude, I went nope. to public school. Cheers. I got We're normal. Street, the majority. Silent majority over here. The silent majority of homeschool. Ex-homeschool there is. No, that's why I'm into all this crazy <laughs> ass stuff. Because I was homeschooled. I'm a nerdy ass kid. I don't know. I've been reading old fucking books since I was born my mom read me ivanhoe when i was high school i ran away from home this this was my uh when i was growing up like my mom would read me books as my literature class and she read me ivanhoe when i was like six (laughs) (laughs) looking back on it i was like why the fuck did you read me such a complicated book i didn't understand a word of it i just knew that ivanhoe was a knight and i liked it we we had different experiences i cheated in math failed english and uh, (laughs) ran away from home at one point so um school of hard not rock. a not a not the best homeschooled student probably would not have been the best anything student that's okay you're here now <laughs> i was a i was a lifelong screw up and then i found books about five years ago and they changed my life and i do i like i like old books so the fact that you like old books really that pings me i love um, it man uh old books i feel this way about it like honestly i i learn better watching video or podcasts um so like if someone's alive today, I'd rather watch a video. Like, like that's why I like Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm like, man, I'd rather watch like Elon Musk talk on Joe Rogan's podcast versus like read Elon Musk's book, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but, but what I'm getting at is like these old books, like these people are dead. You, you can't get their ideas any other way. There's only one way. So the only books I read these days are old books that from people who are dead. Because if someone's alive, I'm just going to go get them on Audible or YouTube, you know? <laughs> and it, it survives. And, and you know it, if it's 200 years old and people still talk about it, then there's exactly. a reason. Like, it's, it's not crap. Yeah, Lindy. Nietzsche. I love Nietzsche. I found, I've, I've, I've read a few of his books now. Like I said, I just before the show, I, I just finished up his um, 1886 Genealogy of Morality. And uh, let me tell you something. There ain't nobody that speaks like he did. As far as I, as far as dude, <laughs> he's a, he's pretty yeah he's pretty he's pretty severe. Um, oh, but, yeah. but but who who else do you, who do you like that's old and dead? Old and dead. Um, I've been reading a lot of Manly Hall lately. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, Manly Hall is awesome. I also have been reading a book by Godfrey Higgins called Anacalypsis, which is about the original religion of the world allegedly. Um, and the, the basically the secret history of the, you know, the ancient religion that is now currently embedded itself in all of our world religions collectively. Um, it's a fascinating book. And then um, Madame Blavatsky's book, Isis Unveiled. And she was a Russian noblewoman from the 1800s. Um, and that's a super uh, fucking insane book. Um, and uh, yeah, this. psychedelics dude, have dude. helped me a lot in my understanding of even Alex trying. Alex is like, I can't buy all these at once. Dude, oh yeah, I'll tell man, you what. There's not that many people 
I, there's other many people that read more books than me and certainly not more old books, but I think you got me beat. Manly Hall wrote 120 books. He started writing when he was uh, 20. And David hasn't even read 120 books ever. It's badass. I haven't read all his okay. books either, man, but I'm on a mission. But no, right. I, uh, I've got when all my you, old uh, books over here for sure. When did, you, um, when did you partake in this spiritual medicine? Um, well, of course, anything I'm talking about in terms of psychedelics is of allegedly course, hypotheticals. It's just allegedly. a fictional story I'm telling. Allegedly. I just, I, to be honest, I just really want to impress you guys. You seem like you're into drugs. So I'm just going to make up a story just kind of to make myself Clearly, look good. Just this guy, from my own ego. guy is totally still hooked. Oh, 100%. allegedly. Allegedly. I got you. But, but hypothetically in these stories that I'm making, I've done them like hundreds of times. Uh, mushrooms and ayahuasca and a few others. Um, and I've been really, really blessed to have some connections to do it legally in a few different places. Um, and it's been uh, no here in America actually through uh, okay. through native through the Native American Church. There's a lot you can do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been very eye opening. <laughs> I've done some other ones too for sure, but I don't know. I've had a lot. Um, and I, I I won't really share like the specifics of dates and details, but maybe more so the lessons, the takeaways, <laughs> if you yeah. guys are interested. I, but um, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot, especially when it comes to like shifting your, per shifting your responsibility, like we're talking about, is uh, that was kind of a big catalyst for me in realizing all this stuff about, <laughs> about you know, uh, and a lot of it is kind of waking up to maybe the true nature of reality, which I believe is that everything is consciousness, everything is mind, you know, so you, we swim in a universal universal consciousness of source this is what quantum physics is starting to figure out that everything at its fundamental level of reality is some sort of a a vibration or a wavelength and this is what hermetic philosophy and hinduism actually has been saying for thousands of years that it's all consciousness so when you kind of understand that and psychedelics helps a lot with kind of even just wrapping your head around that um and kind of like visualizing, I guess, what that, what that means. <laughs> and you're like, oh, holy shit. Uh, you know, this whole law of attraction thing is just, it's kind of baloney. It's like, it's not just, oh, you think things and it's, and it shows up. Like, no, it's more like whatever you are, whatever's going on inside of you is what is in your world. Like everything around you is your subconscious mind manifest. Ralph. Uh, Walter Emerson once said, a man is what he thinks about all day long. Exactly. And, but, but I always, this is why I like hermetic philosophy because it takes it one step further. And it says a man is what he thinks about all day long because the world is a manifestation of your internal reality. <laughs> and what you think about all day long gets embedded deep in your subconscious. And then from a, you know, energetic perspective, that is what you are magnetizing into you because everything is energy including you and me and this glass you know it's all made up of a vibration and do you think do you think the <laughs> ethnogenic medicine helps entrepreneurs specifically because it melts the supposed social structures that we all uh conform to um, and entrepreneurship kind of lets you deviate from standard paths yeah do, do you do. <laughs> it sounds like you do. Bit of a loaded uh, I, question. If I, if <laughs> but, I, if I were, a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> uh, 
I find it quite. Why am I not drinking? This is a good one. (laughs) Find it quite beneficial in hypothetical deprogramming of Illuminati control mechanisms. But um, (laughs) but uh, Uh, well, I I, we share this uh, along with old books. We share. um, I uh, allegedly, if I did partake in the spiritual medicine that is known as uh, like the ethnogenics, the psychedelics, then right, I've been doing them supposedly since I was sixteen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. definitely didn't talk to our recruiters about this not um not I didn't, I didn't know what they i didn't know what they were right away you know it's like yeah you're just screwing around and the next thing you know you're like oh i have been enlightened thank you universe um but i, I there's not that many people that will come out and openly talk about it uh yet although i think the shift uh the cultural shift is is certainly um, in progress and is gaining steam. Have you read uh, Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind? Um, no, but I've listened to him talk about it on like three or four different podcasts. So I feel like I read it and I'm it's, really um, familiar with his work <laughs> in general. Yeah, it's- um, I get it's it, he's very- into it. You know, I took away from it. I was like, I listened to him on some podcasts. I was like, ah, he gets it, thumbs up. I was like, okay, sweet. <laughs> it's not, um, if, if you're already convinced, it's not a book you need, but it yeah. is a good, it's a good bridge for the uh, unconvinced to be like, oh wait, there's this isn't screwing around. There's some, uh, there's some serious. There's real value here. Oh yeah, there is. Um, there's there's also a lot of craziness there, and um, but in a good way. And um, like I don't know. I like okay. I'll share one such experience that I like to bring up to help people understand some of the craziness that you might experience. Like. One time I had a, a experience with an intensely psychedelic substance. Um, and, uh, and in this experience, I, I encountered the Egyptian gods and I saw Horus and Osiris and Isis all standing around me and they were like giants. And I was just this little tiny human just staring up at them. And they looked at me and they said, we have a very important message for you. You, we have called you here to give you a, a crucial message for humanity. I said, what is it? Like, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, I was in, I'm just like in awe. They're like, don't use plastic. Plastic is terrible for your health. <laughs> they said, plastic gets around the necks of little animals and it chokes them. It's terrible. <laughs> and they said, they said, in a couple years, science will reveal that plastic has been poisoning, poisoning our water supply. And that we've secretly been contaminating our body with microplastics. And it's going to be the cause of a lot of our problems. They're like, if you do anything after this day, avoid plastic forever. (laughs) And I looked at them and I was like, this is the message that you called me? That This this is it? (laughs) This is it? They're like, yes, this is what we want you to take away from, (laughs) from this experience. And it was not what I was expecting was not I first of all I did, didn't know I'd be meeting the Egyptian gods that day didn't know they cared so much about plastic but I have been drinking out of glass ever since so it's it's the it's these sorts of things that make the psychedelic experience my like one of my favorite things because <laughs> it, it will change, sometimes, it will change life in un, un, unexpected ways yes yeah, sometimes sometimes it really is like you're confronting your demons you're facing your biggest fears you're changing your whole perspective and then other times it's just fucking silly and it's just fun and you just have some wild experience and you're like why the fuck are the egyptian gods so obsessed with 
plastic. But then you start to think about it. You're like, well, I do drink out of plastic all the fucking time. Maybe, maybe the Egyptian gods are right. Who the fuck knows? Um, but I, yeah, so I hope that <laughs> explains some of it. That's very helpful. Yeah, that's very helpful I, for people. I'm learning stuff. This is interesting to me. Don't use plastic, man. I don't know. I mean, they seem pretty fucking convinced. Hey, what's up, guys? I wanted to take a brief moment and talk to you about one of my favorite websites or apps for finances, and that is Personal Capital. Now, what Personal Capital does is you can go in and you can set it up. It takes a little, like a few minutes, but you can link every financial institution account that you own to it, including the thrift savings plan. You link it all to this. You can even link your properties as far as like, you can link your mortgage and then you can put what you think the property is worth. And it will, it does all sorts of stuff, tracks your spending, all this other stuff. But my favorite thing is that it is a net worth tracker. So if you're you put your properties go up in value or it's worth $500,000, every time you pay off your mortgage, that will show and then it will just update and now you know, hey, my net worth is increasing or you see that your TSP increased or you see that your credit card debt went up and you need to pay some down or you see your credit card went down and you have more net worth. So it's, it's a phenomenal way to track everything in one spot and you can also see a lot of great statistics, just a phenomenal, phenomenal app. I'll put the link down below for you guys. All right, let's, uh, let's switch subject. Let me, um, let me ask you about the podcast. Yeah, How long have you been doing it? Um, I've been podcasting for about five years. I started with a show about jujitsu because I'm really into Brazilian jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu for about 10 years. So I didn't know anything about much of anything other than jujitsu when I started. And then I learned about all this other stuff that I talk about now. So I did that for like three, two or three years. And then ever since then, then I switched because I realized I had a lot more I'd like to talk about. And I was having a lot of crazy thoughts and a, kind of epiphanies about some of the things I was learning. Um, and then I switched the topic. And now it's about human evolution. And I've been doing that for like two years, two something years, two and a half years. Is it a, is it a guest show or is it just you? Um, it's a little bit of both. It's like half and half, I would say. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Dude, just yourself? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. I tried to do a podcast uh, about two years ago and I bombed it. It was terrible. I'm not a good... Uh, I'm thankful for David Perret so much because he does all the work in this show. I just show huh. up where shirt and yell. It's amazing. It's a fantastic it. fit for me. But David does all the work. I couldn't deal with the production. But the way I started, because ironically, I and I'm going to throw this out there because I think it's hilarious and I've never said it on recording, but ironically, his podcast was to take a group of entrepreneurs who looked like they might have some success in life and then interview them all and then interview yeah. them again and then interview them again and see who quit and who made it. But we never wow. got to find out because the podcast host quit. Damn. Just that's saying. how you know. That's how you know it's a good show. <laughs> Damn. And then you hired me. And then I brought him on because he's really a good host, yeah. but I totally understand where he's coming from because doing this shit on your own sucks sometimes. Yeah. So solo shows can be tough, especially if you're just getting started. Um, I don't know. I like them sometimes. Um, I don't know. It depends. If I have a, something I want to say, then solo show. You know, <laughs> I think that's good. Oh, good for I you. That's, I, cool I, uh, that's good for you. That's awesome. And it gives you so much, gives you so much power because you don't need the other person um, yeah. to produce. You can produce yeah. content just solely. That's, that's so powerful. That's yeah. It's good. been fun, man. And, and also from a, you know, marketing perspective, it allows me to target a certain keyword. Give there's some, you know, keyword that I'm trying to rank for on YouTube or Google or something, you know, I can make a show about that topic yeah, <laughs> specifically. Yeah. 
So let me ask you about that. Let me dive into that. Do you make, yeah. do you make any money on the podcast and do you make, and is your YouTube monetized? No, I do. Um, I don't make any money directly from the show. Although I do have a course. I just launched a, a beta program for my course, uh, which you can check out at the website, but, uh, we'll let you plug, but, uh, sounds good. But, um, what was I going to say? But no, but I d made a lot of money from the network and that's really the power of it is the network that you get from podcasting. I would sense that David seems to agree. <laughs> so yes, yeah, yes. like, I mean, just like my very first client ever that I had for my marketing agency was my friend, Sebastian, who I met through the podcast. I had him on my pot, my jujitsu show that I used to do. We talked about yoga because he does a yoga website for jujitsu guys. And, um, and then he just hit me up a few months later. He was like, Hey man, really like what you're doing on social media to promote your show. Can you come do that for my website and I'll pay you. And I was like, Oh, I was mind blown. I was like, Holy shit. I didn't even realize that like you could get paid for that stuff. I was like, Oh my God, sounds great. So then I worked with him for like almost a year. And then I started taking on more clients and doing social media management. And then I moved into what I do now, which is like WordPress, because I learned how to build web, word, uh, WordPress sites. And, uh, and I do like paid advertising, like Facebook ads and stuff like that. Yeah, I tell people um, all the time, like the two things for a podcast that like, everybody talks about making money, right? Like, sure, yeah. okay, you can make some money. Like I, <clears throat> most of my, like 90% of my sponsorship is me talking about my own crap. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, hey, you should go check this out. And I just did it because someone exactly. once told me like, you should have a sponsor, even if there's not a sponsor. So your audience gets used to it. So even if yeah. it's you, but like the money that I'm like, like the money in the podcast, you're like, yeah, you can make money through ads. You can make money through whatever, but it's, it's credibility because you have a podcast, which is instant credibility. And it's the fact that like, for me, it's been, I can get like, let's you will use I don't know, Bill Allen, for example, because yeah. some of the real estate guys know Bill Allen. He's, he's successful. He's got a big business. He's super, super busy, man. You can't get on the dude's schedule, right? Like one of those guys where if you want 45 minutes of his time, you got to pay to get 45 yeah. minutes of his time. But I've had him on the podcast twice because exactly. people, people who are not willing or able to lock out an hour to have a conversation with you because of how valuable their time is and they, don't, they can't afford an hour to pick your brain will afford an hour to be in a podcast because it's an instant, like there's something in it for them too. And you get to ask them all the questions you would want anyway. And then you get yep. in the, and then we hosted a conference together. Like, like the networking piece is, is just incredible. So anyway, if you saw me like shaking my headphones off my head, when he said that, like, that's it right there. A hundred percent. And that's, so I, I haven't made really that much from the show, but I made a ton from the network. But well, the key is I can't go, you can't ever go to it with that intention because nope. then people can tell. Like if I came in here and I was secretly in the back of my head being like, these guys look like they need a fucking website, you know? <laughs> and that's what I, and I was going to secretly pitch you on that right after we hopped off this call. Then uh, that would, you guys could smell that from a mile away. So I have no such intent. I'm just here to have fun. And yet yeah. somebody will hear the show and potentially reach out about a website. Yeah, I do need yeah. a new website built, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anyone. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know who you should talk to. But you know, but, uh, but you know but I, I want to tie this into what you like said in the very guy. beginning about, about self-responsibility and entrepreneurship. And like, you know, there's so many people listening to these shows, this show, and yeah. they look at people like David and probably me, and they're like, man, these guys are massive content producers. And... I think to myself and I'm like, dude, so many more people should be producing content that just won't. It's such an entrepreneurial um, 
practice. If nothing else, it's just good GD practice. It's going to grow over time, right? This internet fat isn't going away. I don't know if you noticed. And the barrier to entry is like zero, like literally zero. And so I just love that you're like, look, I just did this thing because I liked it. And it affords me all these crazy opportunities because you invested your soul into it. And yeah, so I know there's people time. out there. Well, of course it takes time, but yeah. you know, you, like you said from the start, I didn't want to do this for money. I was going to do it anyways. And so mm -hmm. that's how I base, that's how I do everything. I don't do anything in this world for money. I do what I'm going to do. And then I do it so damn good that people can't afford not to pay me. They can't live without me. Uh, mm -hmm. But like, kind of like you said from the beginning, right? I need, I need to figure something entrepreneurial about, you know, social media. Um, I don't know, like not everybody's marketing, but content production, these things, these are so easy to do. And so many people. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is like, and that's what I try to tell people is like, first of all, if you are already an expert at something, you can accelerate that learning curve tremendously. Like I've been doing my show for like two years, but I feel like I've only become a real expert on the things that I've been talking about in maybe the last like six months, six to eight months is when I feel like, okay, I know my shit. Now I feel like I'm at the level where I'm like, okay, if I don't share the information that I have, I'm not creating, I'm doing a disservice because I've got a lot of, because I've been doing a lot of research these last two years. But the way I did the research was inviting experts on my show. And then yeah. two years later, I'm an expert and now my show is doing really well. And, he, and now anytime I do a solo show, people love it. Whereas a year ago, if I did a solo show, people might've been like, ah, you know, it's all right, but I wasn't an expert. <laughs> That's a great point. People yeah, think you have to be time. an expert to talk yeah. about something, but I started just documenting. It was like, yeah. and, and as I've gone along, like, well, Alex, I reached out to you. You saw me post on Facebook the other day saying, Hey, who knows a cost segregation and opportunity zone expert, because I want to know more about that. I've done a little yeah. bit of research. I'm still lost on some stuff. So what's the best way? Oh yeah. I get someone on the show who's an expert and I learn by interviewing them. And then all yeah. my, all my audience gets something out of it too. And it's huge. And then, yeah, now I know. And yeah. It sounded exactly. cool when Paul said it. When you say it, it Shut sounds so <laughs> Mute you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's but yeah, you, you get people on that know what they're talking about and you learn. It's the, the best way to learn. Exactly, man. And, um, and um, you just got to be authentic. But I guess the other flip side of that coin is like, if there's someone listening to this who wants to get into content creating and maybe they got laid off from a job or they have a skill, if you are an expert already, you can cut the whole journey down by half. Cause if you're already an expert, let's say you're a chiropractor or you're a doctor or you're a massage therapist or you're a yoga teacher, or I don't know, a lawyer, you could fucking anyone. Honestly, if you have a skill and you're an expert and you go into a podcast and you, or a YouTube channel, like you're going to be, you're going to be expert from day one and it's, you're going to have a better show. So, so it's going to go faster. You know, like it's not going to take you maybe two years. Like it has for me it might take you six months before you build a following, you know? So that's something I think people are sleeping on right now. There's a lot of people who are out of work or looking for opportunity and they're an expert in something and they're not doing anything with that expertise. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, some people like me, I'm an expert on a lot of things, but I, you know, I'm just too humble to put it out there. But I think, but I hit Paul doesn't know me. He doesn't know I'm joking. I was like, I, I, <laughs> but, I'm like, I okay. Everybody's good at something and they should. Um, and, uh, you know, my brother and I sat down one weekend and we found this stupid channel about uh, on YouTube about this ding dong out of Sweden 
restoring old junk on the internet, like old junk that he wasn't even going to sell. He's just restoring it for the sake of it, right? And it's like super intricate. And it's like a 40-minute bit about him restoring some tink, like little, you know, benchtop vice or whatever the case from that is never going to be used again, right? But I'm like, I'm just enamored. The guy doesn't talk. He doesn't show his face. He just shows me like, oh, he's cleaning it up with a wire brush, all this stuff. And I'm sitting there like, I can't get enough of this thing. He's got 2.6 million views, all these things. And I'm like, dude, people are sleeping. My dad watches people uh, doing uh, smoking food, the smokers. He just watches people cook food. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you going to eat it? No, you're just watching him cook his food? Like the, the, the amount of people that will both watch to learn stuff and just voyeurism for expertise in another, um, in another uh, field, the amount of people that will do this is, is extraordinarily high. And so if, you have it, if you're good at something, go produce that content immediately. Yeah, exactly. And like we were saying before, even if you don't make money from the show, um, which is probably going to happen eventually, if you just keep at it, probably going to happen one of those, one of these days, um, you'll, you can make, you've got so many opportunities from the network that you build. And if you are looking for work, what better way, what sounds better? Hey, are you hiring? Or, hey, want to come on my podcast? And then after you talk to them for an hour and connect, then you mention, hey, are you hiring? <laughs> Which of those sounds better? You know, so if you Smart. are looking for work, if you are out <laughs> of work, people leverage will, the podcast. You say, won't even hey, have to ask. People will come to you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's Except so much opportunity these days. And I guess what I'm getting at with, you know, personal responsibility and entrepreneurship is like, I'm not saying every single person on planet Earth right now should start a business and become a, and it's going to they're going to be millionaires or anything like that. No, I'm saying get creative, get entrepreneurial. There's so many opportunities out there that you're probably leaving money on the table in some way. <laughs> so when people realize that it's going to be a, it's going to be very empowering. It's going to yeah. be a very creative thing. It's going to be, and especially when everyone starts to say, Oh, you too, you're realizing this too you guys are realizing everything I'm realizing too about podcasting and how great it is. Wow. Crazy. And now we can say, okay, cool. Let's stay in touch. Let's help each other going forward. <laughs> Maybe you guys come on my show, you know? So it's, it's a give. I accept. Let's do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But anyway, I've talked a lot. <laughs> oh man, this is good. All right. So we said 45 minutes and we're probably around there. So I've got a couple questions that I always ask every guest. Sounds good. All right. The first one is if an E1, E2, or just a youngster was to walk up to you asking you for advice on, in life, what would be the one thing you would have to tell them? Man, I would tell them, um, don't listen to anyone's advice unless you want to be like that person um, Ooh, and have I their love life. It. He, he is saying good I've thought about this. I've gotten this question before. So it's, I didn't just come up with that. I've, I've thought about it. But uh uh, <laughs> but no, for real, like that was something that my mentor taught me, uh, my mentor, Alex Sharpen, he said, don't listen to anyone unless you want to become like that person. And like, like down to the T, like what's their family life like? Do they have kids? Where do they live? Um, what do they eat? At, you know, like, how's their health? Like, what do they do every day? Like, don't listen to their advice unless you want to become like that person. So like to an E1, don't listen to your colonel's advice unless you want to become a colonel. If you want to have a career in the military, and if you want to be a colonel and you want to get promoted, then fuck yeah, listen to your colonel's advice. But if you know the army's not for you, 
and you decide this isn't your path, you better start listening to Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone or Russell Brunson or, or you guys or someone who's thinking outside the box, who's going to set you up for life outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. People are like always trying to get out of the military and leave and they're still listening to their superiors who are still in the military. Those people don't know. <laughs> they haven't left. <laughs> it's funny you say that. You don't know really, uh, I say anything, but you don't know much about me or my story, but I'm going reserves next year is the plan. Oh, right? awesome. I'm, at, I'm at 12 years in, I'll be at 13. I plan on going reserves and it's been not an easy decision. It's still a bit of a roller coaster, but the lens I filtered a lot of that through is by going, okay, well, this person's saying this and this person's saying this, but who do I want to be in 10 years? Right. So I, exactly. think that's, I think that's, and that was not an idea that I came to on my own. That was an idea someone, you know, mentioned like, well, okay, but if you've got these groups telling you this, which one do you want to be? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so yeah. I think that just to, just to take a quick pause and take you down a hippie rabbit trail for a moment. I think that this for real is what's happening. I, that was a obscure abstract way to think about that question. But I, that's my mentor's idea that he taught to me. We've never met before, but you got the exact same lesson. It's, it's happening collectively, you know, from, from a different person. <laughs> these thoughts, these epiphanies we're all having, they're collective. We're having them together. The more I talk to people, the more I get convinced of that. We're yeah. having these same epiphanies, but almost telepathically yeah, <laughs> in our own do lives. The, do you think that the people that you're interacting with are more and more aligned with your ideas? As 100%. You, oh, yeah. So, so maybe it's not we all. Maybe it's you're getting into a smaller niche of, uh, of people with the same mindset. I mean, like when I go out to the grocery store or to the gas station and I talk to a random ass person, they're reading this, they're into the same shit that I'm into when we get it to actually talking. Or I go to a, I go out, you know, I random strangers is more what I mean. Like, yeah, I have my own friend group for sure. And we all, you know, are similarly minded <laughs> on, on things. We disagree on stuff for sure, but you, you get what I'm saying. But, um, but no, I mean, like when I just go out and I'm just hanging out, meeting a new person or, running into someone or I connect with someone randomly on Facebook and hit them up. It's like, Oh, you're, you're on, you're reading the same book I was yesterday. Sweet. How, what a coincidence, like that kind of stuff is what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like down to the T of like, Oh man, what are you working? What are you reading this week? Oh, I'm reading this book. Oh, what, a, how odd me too. You know, st stuff like that. It happens even to be more odd to, given what you read. Yeah. Happens. <laughs> regularly <laughs> in my life and you're right it could you're not be, reading harry potter like everyone else you're reading you know unique books so i read that's what i'm saying i read crazy ass <laughs> books and i talk to people they're like oh yeah i read that crazy ass book last week what a, what a what a coincidence huh and the book the, you know, the book that talks about how there's no coincidences and it's all energy that book right yeah <laughs> that's the thing is that you, it, the the, this, the topics in general on which we are in alignment on is the topic of, you know, it's all consciousness. It's all, <laughs> we attract each other. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? But anyway, I derailed your question. I like it. All right. So next question. I'm sorry. It's going to be an interesting one because you've already mentioned a million of them, but a uh, resource, like what is one resource, book, course, website, whatever that you would recommend to anybody looking to get into like entrepreneurship business? 
Oh life. man, entrepreneurship and business. You got to read. And we can, we can touch on a philosophy book too. But. Sure, I'll give one business, one philosophy. So business, if you have it, you got to read Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. I mean, that's like the Bible of the entrepreneurial it's, mindset. It's right so, there above my head on the wall. It's one of the best. Um, and then philosophy, I would say... Um, I would say read uh, Yuval Noah Harari's books. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's the guy who wrote. Yeah, dude. He's the guy who wrote. That's one of uh, Alex's favorites. Yeah, man. Homo Deus and uh, Sapiens. Um, I mean, that guy's a big inspiration behind my show. Like Homo Deus is like the Bible for my show. One of of the Bibles for my show, for sure. Yeah, don't Uh, get Alex on your show. You guys, you might not be able to get him off. Uh, Sounds great. We'll have to do that for real. Sapiens is an incredible is an incredible book uh, that everybody everybody who's a Homo sapien should read. Oh yeah, it's about about it's about us uh, in a way that no other book uh, talks about uh, humanity. Not from a cultural perspective, but from a but from a uh, a species perspective. It's very interesting. It's, that guy's brilliant, man. He's I love how you brilliant. I love how you say that, and I love that somebody's not going to know if they're a Homo sapien <laughs> and they're not going to read that book because they're going to be like, <laughs> is that that's me? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hey look Love it. he said i'm homo i am straight what the no that's not what we're talking about <laughs> okay nobody thought that but you just so oh you my know, gosh oh, right yeah. now, like nobody thought that david that's you know only you no You're man mean. facebook thought, thought it that. so facebook prevented me i wanted to name my facebook page beyond homo sapien but facebook wouldn't let me because they said it's a sexist hate hate slur damn wow so i guess everybody know? thought that except for you alex you bigot I don't know how that makes you a big like, but I think like that's Facebook kind of, and David uh, are idiots. I don't know that there's a yeah. scientific term. The largest our- social community <laughs> in the world and, and me. I'll take that on my team against that's Alex. That's messed up. Well, damn, Paul, that's actually fascinating that they flagged you for yeah. being uh, – Yeah, being- so now it's Paul Tokizolu is my Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw that's that. Fascinating. that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's – Fucking Facebook, strange. dog. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah. the, fucking losers. Yeah, you got zucked. Losers. I got zucked, man. It's cool. But Zuck's done a lot of good for me, so it's all right. Yeah. I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it. It's whatever. <laughs> all right. So the third and final really intense question is just where can people get a hold of you? Plug your uh course and your website. Yeah, sure. So I've got a course right now called Phoenix. It's in its beta stage. I'm about to relaunch it. Uh the course is set to help people who are going through like a difficult life transition and looking to kind of have some resources and support for you know, fixing yourself, basically getting your shit together um, and emerge as a Phoenix. So you can go to beyondhomosapien.com forward slash Phoenix and check that out. Uh, it's only 55 bucks right now. I'm going to relaunch it and raise that price to the fucking moon, man. It's going to be like 10,000. No, I don't can know. I just tell you, as if, as if I haven't, as if your story hasn't spoken to me enough, I love the phoenix metaphor more than almost any other like greek myth the phoenix metaphor is just a beautiful just an amazing um way to look at life well thanks man i appreciate it and you might check out the book phoenix by manly hall um which i uh also about to start reading but uh but anyway um yeah and then just beyond homo sapien.com beyond homo sapien podcast wherever podcasts are are sold and for (laughs) downloaded for free uh, and uh, yeah, thanks guys. And I'm on YouTube. I don't know. I'm everywhere, everywhere and nowhere at once, just like all of us. But much yeah, appreciated, except, guys. Except it's you say that, and Alex is about to be everywhere that you are as he leeches. Whoa, <laughs> dog. No, please. I'm <laughs> for real. Let's do a show. Maybe in August sometime. 
I'm I'm busy. I'm booked till August. Hell yeah, I like it. I would I will listen to that podcast as long as you talk shit to Alex too and not just let him Dude, rant. It's gonna be fun. It will, Sweet guys. Well, uh, Paul, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm gonna let Alex do the outro because he stole the intro and he's hosting. So Alex, what are, what are you doing? I prepared for the intro. Oh, so you're only the, the host. Okay, the military beginning. millionaires. This was our show. This was Paul Tokozulu. He's been a fantastic guest. I basically ran the show. You are welcome. David, my fabulous co-host, uh, thank you for coming. We will see you in the next episode. <laughs> Paul, this has been a blast. Dianara. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.